0: This
1: is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Good evening, it's Wednesday, it's 9pm and it's time for the Late Late Chat Show with me Toby Payne-Cook and my excellent friend Edward Finch and we are going to be having a lucky dip tonight, who knows what we end up talking about, a lucky dip of teaching topics, non-teaching topics, post Glastonbury topics, who knows, how's it go, we'll see.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TTRadio. Tune in,
1: talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Well, hello everyone. Um, I seem to be on my own at the moment, no Ed quite yet, but um, we haven't got a particular theme for this week, although there are a few things we want to talk about. Ah, here he is, here he is. Good evening Ed. Good evening. Are you well? I am. What pretty are you smart. talking about? What are we talking about? I'm just saying that, you know, I was just saying hello to everybody. Oh, just hello
2: everybody. When you hello. say everybody, who's that? You. And... Well, there you go then, hello, I'm everybody. <laughs> Ah, and, and, no. Lucy, and Lucy and
1: Saturday Night Smoke entered the live studio and then promptly left. know oh, she may be listening back, I've just seen a tweet by Rachel Higginson, Creative Higg, who was having a bit okay. of a bad day in Waitrose, she? um and she, um, she was given some flowers or something she's got two poorly children and yeah. um was having a bit of a moment and the staff in waitrose noticed and gave us some flowers at the counter so a shout out to creative hig at creative hig rachel higginson friend of ours and um, a big shout out to her and to waitrose
2: and the staff of waitrose who gave us some flowers absolutely i feel kind of bad now that i didn't think to give us some flowers but
1: you know. Well, you, but you you can't give everyone flowers, Ed. You spend you'll
2: spend your life giving people flowers. You know, but she is a very special person, and I should give her flowers. I'm just like I'm going to beat myself up now. If anybody love... needs flowers, it's Creative Egg, and I haven't given any.
1: And you don't bring me flowers anymore. You know, I'll like a... maybe I do that you one bring... later. I wonder if
2: I can. You if he's got funny chords, chords you... in, I reckon it's probably got really funny chords I, in.
1: I don't know. I love I love all your talk of chords. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of geography teachers. Anyway. um so we're going to do a lucky dip tonight aren't we to talking, we've got some topics we could talk about i have possibly come up with another one since since our uh, whatsapp exchanges so just a lucky dip of of topics some teaching related some not um and and that's really it's not much of a theme but it's where we're going to go so <laughs> ed almost to, like we thought about it yeah it is, yeah I'm, I'm going to give you the
2: first chance okay let's rumble in the lucky dip rumbling in the lucky dip what i'm got? rumbling in the lucky dip i'm going to pull out a topic and the topic is school productions oh school, school productions. productions okay have um, you got anything on that come on i i you do got- do you do really
1: fancy ones at your posh school um well i've got one of my favourite colleagues he's a friend he's a friend um we have our head of drama he also teaches english in year 5 and 6 um and he is um brilliant is steve steve little he's he's an ex there's a funny story about steve actually he's a, he's he's an ex he was an actor for a bit um mm-hmm. and then he's got a property business which he shares with his wife so he doesn't really need to earn any money so he's he's but he came into teaching late like me um but he was the year behind me at Canterbury Christchurch um, right. and and did his PGC the same pgc that I did a 7 to 14 PGCE um, English English was his specialism uh, uh, but he he's here as as our drama and English teacher and one of them and he um he I, they were we were assigned mentors or mentees and mentors on our mm-hmm. on our course at, at, and uh, and um apparently he was assigned me as a mentor or I, I was assigned him as a mentee because I was like I qualified the year before or finished my PGC the year before him, and um, and I never contacted him. I was given his email, and I you know never contacted him. To, <laughs> no, that's not know, very good. That's not very mentorish <laughs> not very at all. Not very mentorish. No, but no, not a formal. I wasn't a formal mentor, just a sort of a, a, you know PGC student mentor. Not a not a not a not actual classroom yeah.
2: mentor. And um, well, mentor, anyway, but he, mentor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs>
1: mentor, mentor. So he joined here a year after me and he is brilliant he's a real like all drama teachers he's a bit of a perfectionist so and and you know he just gets his sort of hissy fit going on about a week before any production so so we normally do a a a kind of we normally do a bit of a sort of modernized Shakespeare as, as, a, as a year a sort of leavers summer play um and but we haven't um so we're doing one so he's he's getting pretty pretty it's coming it's coming up whenever it is it's next week it's next week so he's it's getting tense it's getting tense and you know the children don't know their lines properly and and he's a perfectionist but he puts on a really good show really really good show and gets a lot out of the kids and 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 i think think putting on if you've never put on a play before from a child's perspective if you've never been done any am dram you've never done any it's Mm -hmm. a really i did a bit of am dram myself in in marden and um it's a very stressful process isn't it because you you it know is. the action the performance itself is exhilarating and and wonderful um, but there's that point about a week before the show where it all hell is breaking loose and and um and if you have never done a performance before it's a very off-putting experience really because you know there's a lot of discipline required i mean i think that's the interesting thing isn't it, about teaching things that like drama. is the
2: secret bit of it yeah that's the, the amount of bit. discipline required
1: is far greater than than in a maths lesson which sort of disciplines itself for example really in, in a way i mean not completely but um it's it's it, because there's a lot of hanging around and there's a lot of Lot There's of lots of things
2: that the, the grown-ups aren't going to notice, and if they've never done it, they're not going to know about it. But like knowing that once you go off stage, you've got to be quiet because the play is still going on when you're not there. You know, mm. it sounds like such a little thing, but you know, kids haven't, who haven't done this for two and a half years because because we've not been doing this for two and a half years, they don't know that. And actually, respecting a performance. Like if you go to the cinema or if you're watching the telly, you can talk to your friends through it. That is not, you know, it's not it Don't the performers, you know? No, no. And so they don't know that. Kids who've not done this for two and a half years, because we haven't been able to do this stuff for two and a half years, don't know that if you comment loudly about what's going on stage, then that's quite off-putting to the kids on stage, you know? There's loads of really basic stuff, which is about discipline and about the social norms of how we do these things that kids haven't had the chance to learn. Yeah. Which made me think when we you know, when we were rehearsing our show, I kept sort of trying to say to people that this of course it's gonna be wonderful. We know it's gonna be wonderful, and of course the parents will be blown away because they haven't seen their little kids doing this. But you have to understand this may not be as good as the best one you've ever seen, however much you want it to be, because these kids have not had those experiences no. and we're building them. They haven't done performances in the hall to mums and dads for like class assemblies or like after school recital concerts and things. No, they haven't done them so it astonished me we do you know we had our performance of a midsummer night's dream last thursday friday and it was oh it was so good so yeah, good i mean whether it was good or not i don't really know but it was so good to be back in that space with parents and children and everybody wanting it to be brilliant and clapping the kids when they come on and clapping them when they go off and laughing at the jokes however cheesy because he's just loving being there no it was like it was this I was kind of, yeah. And you looked really brilliant. Tall. You looked brilliant. You Have you changed, you've changed your picture back, haven't you? I Did have. You? That was long enough probably for the, for the green caftan, I felt. You probably. looked
1: wonderful. You looked wonderful, I thought. I'm Very wistful, a very wistful in that particular pose. Wow.
2: Well, it was a gorgeous green caftan lent to me by one of the parents. And I think that I bought myself a great deal of kudos in the Chagford community by a, uh, being happy to wear a big green caftan and a flowery headdress then i think they said a couple of head teachers might not have done that I'm no like, I, I don't I, I, there aren't Why many head teachers. What's, what's the problem know, guys because they wear a the suit and band. a
1: tie and they're probably under 35 um yeah, and and well sorry controversial um and, and um but you know you you they're not many head teachers like you ed are there you know I, I know you find it stressful and intense and it's not what you really, really, you know, it's, it's not necessarily what you love, but I'm sure you're actually pretty brilliant at it. Um,
2: tell you what, brilliant. I mean. And a lot well, of it, and a lot of it,
1: a lot of it, you know. We're not there's bits of it
2: I'm good at, at and there's bits of it I'm less good at. And, you know, I think what you need, if you can, is find a deputy who's got the bits you haven't. I remember Absolutely. talking to Tyson about this one years ago and he was like, well, you know, I know what, I know what I'm good at. And I'll do that really well, and I'll make sure I've got assistant heads or deputy heads who can do the other bits. That's uh, it. You they need don't a, you... need to have what I've got, and I don't need to have what they've got. And together, it's a team. And luckily, I'm the one who gets paid more. So. And that, that's, <laughs> that's a really last bit. That's really but key. Yeah, me, yeah. I if think. you're having, brilliant at systems a... and um, processes and things, uh, you might need a deputy head who's really good at you know talking to the parents and making them feel g'd up. If that's yeah. On the other end. Exactly. I'm good at the public facing stuff and I'm good at the emotional intelligence stuff and I'm good at working yeah. with people but some of the stuff I have to do jeepers I'd happily not do it if I could uh, if yeah. I could deputise it I would
1: so have you had some um what's your weather been like this did you, your weather was good for the production wasn't it
2: oh mate honestly what a drama we had two two matinees and the weather was glorious for the two matinees and then after the second matinee, before our big evening show, and everybody cares most, don't they, about the big evening show? Mm. All that. Oh, it peed down, and it was like, oh man. Every rain. Find 150 chairs and put them in the hall, and try and work out how on earth do you put this show, which has been rehearsed in the amphitheater outdoors. You know, how do you put that inside? Briefing the children, like that's a big change. We have got a lot of kids who are on the spectrum. Yeah. And say, so, you know what? Well, this thing we've been practicing out there, we're going to try doing it in here and it's all right you you come on from this side or at least make it up you know it's big change so we did the first half of that performance in the hall which was fairly hairy i think the audience still loved it but it was fairly hairy for us because we knew we were making up as we went along and then the sun came out so i got the interval and i said ladies and gentlemen pick up your chair walk to the auditorium (laughs) and put your chair down and sit on it you know and and there was big cheer because everybody wanted to see it outdoors that's where it was meant to be you know it was very it was midsummer night stream on very 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 close to midsummer night it was meant to be outdoors. And yeah. we got this a beautiful auditorium outdoors, you know, amphitheatre thing. You look at, you know, and you're looking beyond the stage across to, you know, the Teen Valley, you look right across the Teen Valley and on the other side, you've got the hills going up and you've got Castle Drogo, castle Drogo. on the top. Yeah, lovely. Looking glorious, you know. It is Britain's most recently built castle, at least that's what it says on the strap line. But it yeah. does look glorious. Um, that's where we wanted to do it, so that's where we did it. And But yeah, brinksmanship. And so, so much respect to those kids who, like, find change to routine difficult, you know. Mm. But they rolled with the punches. Yeah, we're going inside. Yeah, we're going outside. Yeah, you know, we'll come on from that side then. It'll be fine. Well done then, for not throwing their biscuits out of the pram, because none of them did. So I remember,
1: um, so I think it's really nice that you did a, and I think it's nice that we do, you know, a bit of Shakespeare or, or, or a play mm. uh, that you can, you can adapt and, you know, do your own, put your own little bits in and change a few things around a bit, can't you? I think that's lovely because I I think then a lot of schools do a leavers' assembly, don't they? They just do a kind of leavers' assembly. And a leavers' assembly is important. Well, you probably still do one of those, I suppose. You do both, yeah. You do both, but a leavers' assembly is, that if that's the only play... The only kind of leavers, if that's a levers sort of play as well. It can be, and that can often be scripted by the children, but it can be a bit crazy. I remember Take Me Out. The TV programme was quite a big thing at the time when Ollie was in year six. And um they they had a whole their whole Leavers Assembly was sort of based on Take Me Out. And it was quite funny, but it was a bit dodgy in places. Um and so yeah, I think um yeah. Are you
2: humming Ed? I'm working out the cause for "Weather with You." I thought I was getting away with it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mate, that's what I was doing. Uh, no, I am listening, but I was also working out the cause for "Weather with You." Caught? <Cool. laughs> I'm not usually <laughs> caught doing that, am I? Oh well, I, I've yeah. not
1: noticed you doing that before. I think I think you could. Or you maybe don't. Mm, do you don't. Things want to do, ain't
2: cooking. Do you want to do it now? In now? my kitchen.
1: Yeah, carry on. Do you want to do it
2: now? No, I don't. I haven't worked out the chords yet. <laughs>
1: OK, okay. You, need, you need the news. You need the news um, to do that. OK, so um, have you got more to say on your first Lucky Dip item? Or is it my No, my no, because we're
2: doing Lucky Dip. We've got to get through them, haven't we? We've got to go So them. it's time for you we'll to reach into the Lucky Dip of conversational topics, rootle around there. Maybe go right down to the bottom. We don't want to miss a topic just I'm because going to go the first
1: one right no, I'm going to go right down to the top. What's bottom. he getting, what's, I'm going to have All a rummage. And gentlemen. Gentlemen. What's he going, going to pull out? Rummage, and as you pulled out something that was a really surprise from the lucky dip. I'm going to pull out a surprise from the lucky dip, ooh, and ooh. I'm pulling out something I've just seen on the twits. So it's a little bit of a tweet of the weeky lucky dip. Ooh, of tweet of the week? T- well, not really a tweet of the week, just a lucky dip. Um, and just a, a, a shout out to Chris Yule's at Chris Yule's, who I just saw this tweet literally before we came on air, and I thought it was quite funny. Class yes. handover meetings. I just thought about class handover meetings. And, yeah. and he just cracked teacher one, nice, 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 struggles, lively, nice. Teacher two, I first encountered this pupil on a sunshine filled all <laughs> day back in the yeah. early days of September. Oh, my word. Yes, we do. Do you do teacher handover meetings at the well, end yeah. of the term? Or I do you do them at the beginning of September? You do them in september or do you them do them in no now? no we
2: do we'll be doing them around do about enjoy. this time of year we'll when okay. once the, as soon as the teachers know who they've got next year yeah. they'll we'll start doing those meetings and um yes yeah quite right and they're just,
1: they're just funny aren't they i i we we, we tend to do ours right at the beginning in, in, in our sort of first inset day because we have well you know we obviously have a fixed classes um up to the end of year four but then chill we, we a lot of us teach subjects from year five so so there's a there's a year four into five handover and that mm-hmm. and that's always the longest because you've had this passionate class teacher who's who's taught them pretty much everything you know it's like a it's like a sort of um primary to secondary handover you know it, mm. but it within the same school and it's, they go on and on about and you give you get the whole backstory of this child and the parents and everything and yeah it goes on forever and then it is it, it's quite fascinating and this year on a similar note this year we've been writing up normally when we write our reports we've written them on sims and then they're kind of mapped across to whatever template they're sent out on but this year we've written them on sharepoint and in the in the word document so we can see what we can see what other people have written other other subject teachers have written um and and it's quite fascinating um you know just the different approach that people have to reports. So i make a bloody meal of it i do when i write reports i mm-hmm. i kind of i write every single report from scratch and and i basically write a, a short essay about that child really um mm-hmm. and 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 they're quite popular in my reports because I, I you know i really know the child and i kind of get inside there but mine are a bit long and and so people have to proofread them and and check them although i don't think i think i do give good copy i'd say um yeah but um, yes, I think all that sort of the way teachers talk about children in handover meetings is quite an interesting thing. So that's I just think pulled out from the lucky dip. Um, there we go. That yeah. was a short one. The also short I one.
2: Am, uh, I am. Mean, I'm written up in Dame Alison Peacock's book, which I'm looking on the shelf for, and I can't think what it's called. Um, ah, it's like it's. Oh, I can't remember. One of Dame Alison Peacock's book. I can't remember which is called. Um, we were doing a kind of report which I piloted and which the parents loved and at the time the teachers thought was cool. so the teachers thought was good at the time, I think they changed their mind a bit what we do is we have various fields that the children would write in how what I'm good at learning and what helps me learn and you know what I don't like so much so they'd write a couple of sentences you know, in the computer lab which worked really well from about year three upwards and you know, ones and twos would need some support from some handy year sixes who would sort of be So they, the children would write these things and then the teachers would just respond to them, you know. So the child would say, I really like maths, I think I'm getting good at something, something. And the teacher could just say, I agree, you're getting really good at your number bonds and the next thing you're going to want to focus on is this. And so the, when, it, when it was all done, it, it was a conversation between the child and the adult. Teachers yeah. told me it didn't take too long to do because they said, well, you just read what the child said and you kind of comment on it or respond to it, you know. And if there's something you really want the parents to know, then you shoehorn it in somewhere. Uh, yes. Yeah, we did that. And we did that. And it, the parents were like, oh, my God, it shows that the teachers really know our children. And that turned out that's what they wanted to know. This teacher yeah. knows my child. They didn't need to know that he is becoming better at uh, describing a scientific process in which he can control more than one variable. He has learned this. He has learned that <laughs> most of which he copied and pasted or, you know, dropped down. Exactly. They yeah, didn't yeah, want yeah. any of that. They wanted this teacher has seen my child and recognizes them for who they are. And yeah, you know, they went really well. And then I think then there was some pushback that it was taking ages and it wasn't really taking ages. At least my colleagues all said, no, it doesn't take us any longer because we could just spring off what the kid says. I think change of leadership maybe but what i'm doing at the moment is a really cut down cut down cut down version and then i just say listen do as little as possible in all those fields and then in that one which is the personal comment whatever you do make sure you You know
1: the child yeah
2: you know the kid and the parents will be happy even if you say what an absolute rascal he is you know
1: yeah absolutely absolutely i think i think that's i've been i feel i've been perhaps more slightly more hard-hitting than I normally am, you know, in in my summer reports I've written this year, a little bit more, you know, yes, nuanced, you know, you know, not said anything completely close, too close to the bone, but I haven't, but some people's are bland, you know, it's it's so coded, there's not really, you know, it's so diluted, and you think, that's not what you wanted to say about that child at all, that's what what you wanted to say, I really like that, bit about them but mm. this thing that they keep doing is they're letting themselves down really they're not they're not helping themselves they're not helping anyone else and they're not endearing themselves to my teaching either and it's making the whole bloody process hard and miserable for us and, you know,
2: yeah but, and, but, i mean there's it? time there's a place to stay there you know and i think a phone an honest phone call. A phone call would, yes probably oh, a little no, bit don't... harder for you guys to say listen why don't you come in and we'll sit down and have a chat because we need to talk about this. That's where you do that. The school report yeah. is not the place to land bad news about. No, no, no.
1: The school report's not the place to land bad news. No, not for the first time, but, but I think equally mm-hmm. a little bit of, yeah. A, yeah. It's not, it's not to be all shiny either. You know, it's not it's, there's got to be a bit of stuff in there. Can't all be fluff. Um, mm. I, I think, um, right. It's your turn for a lucky dip, Ed.
2: Oh, okay. Um, Wait a sec. Let me go to my uh, secret pile of Lucky Dip entries. <laughs> <laughs> I have not really thought this through. No, you have. Uh, you said, uh, you okay.
1: one, there was a Lucky Dip earlier on I, I, that you announced you might make.
2: Oh, well, yeah, no. I mean, I don't think we've got, we're really going to get very much out of it, but a uh, oh, oh, sad yeah. moment this morning. But followers on Twitter may have seen this, but a sad moment this morning. The uh, role of film, <laughs> which has been with me, for longer than I think any, I don't think a road of cling film in my possession has ever lasted through to the end of the cling film. Oh, they just end up cool. tying themselves in some god awful knot, don't they? You get this like, yeah. yeah I just think you must it's, have like, high quality. Like a, where,
1: where did, do you know where you bought it? I mean, I saw a picture of it on Twitter. I believe it's Lidl.
2: Yeah, I believe it's Lidl, which Lidl. May, tells me that I didn't buy it whilst living in... In Crediton because we don't have a Little here, so I okay. know I bought it whilst resident in Oakhampton because that's where I was buying stuff from Little. But right. also, I think that I bought it while we were living in the little, um, in the little house up in the hills, like the artist studio up in the hills when we first moved down to Devon. Because I have a strong memory of doing that. So that I mean that's that was seventy five meters.
1: That's How a long roll.
2: Sandwiches? Roll. Do you? Because what I use it for almost exclusively is wrapping a sandwich to take to work yeah. so that is like you know it's 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 a metric by which you can measure how many sandwiches have i taken i reckon it's probably about 30 centimeters i'm going to argue probably 33.3 centimeters um per sandwich do you think that sounds about right uh, yeah this you can do some
1: maths on how many sandwiches that's a good idea that's that's good then you Ladies. get
2: three sandwiches per meter Uh, now that was 75 meters of cling film (laughs) so 75 times three is uh, a 225 yeah two hundred twenty-five. that's a lot of sandwiches that's like a school year's worth of sandwiches absolutely so i just want to say no time good this is what you won't believe at no time did i lose the end hasn't happened ladies and gentlemen
1: ladies and gentlemen if you've just tuned in you are listening to teachers talk radio and ed is talking passionately about his roll of cling film anyway so i
2: pulled the last um i pulled the last little bit off that roll this morning and it wasn't enough to to wrap the last sandwich which puts pay to my 33 and a third um thing it wasn't quite enough for the last sandwich i had to sadly screw that little bit up put it in the bin and take some off the new roll I knew it was going to run out soon. I did have another roll in hand. It was okay. Don't worry, people. But that was a fa- how many times? Like how many times have you finished a biro?
1: um I've normally eaten it or lost it before I yeah, finished it. Oh, you lend
2: it, doesn't come back, or you bums like tread on it, you can't use well, it. Again. Ends it up finish. in the
1: car on the floor carpet in the car somewhere when it gets cleaned out Leaking three years its later.
2: juice out into the carpet, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like,
2: you don't- very rarely have I I don't think I don't remember finishing a bar I remember them just stopping working I don't because... remember
1: finishing finishing it's quite rare for me to finish a notepad yeah no. as well or, or finish a teacher's planner actually as well mm. is another thing you know they sort of use them quite keenly Do these are things start that
2: you start yeah yes. you will I this is a new year and I'm going to be a new man I'm going to write down when my meetings are I'm going to make notes yeah, I'm going to keep the
1: lab tidy. I'm going to. I'm going to always gonna...
2: think I'm going to do that, and by the end of the year, I'm just shambling miserably. You know, Not like, even by I'm the end of the see year. Posting by
1: September. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: Anyway, yeah. No, but note pads and um, planners. That's like this sort of foolish, but sweet optimism. Yeah. Whereas a Bolero, is just that's just entropy, isn't it? I mean, it just it doesn't... is. No. Oh, that's big noise. What is that? Oh, big thanks, noise? Windows. Apparently, my virus. Uh, Protection is still doing its work and hasn't found anything. So, congratulations! Thanks, computer. Thank Good you. Good to keep um, you informed like that, isn't it? That it, they, they, you know, yeah. when they haven't um, found anything about three times a day.
1: Well, congratulations to your role of killing film. That's 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 yeah, that was no, a beautiful special... experience.
2: I'm sorry, I doubt that anybody listening really shares my joy. I'm sure some people will say they do, but uh. Well, 42
1: people or so liked your tweets, so that's more than <laughs> we have, that's oh, more well, we have listeners. No, that's so. Let's <laughs> see. No,
2: 50. I've got, that's not, I've got 56 people. Yeah. Enjoyed that. And um, I think some more of them will have enjoyed seeing the, the tat on the floor of my living room now I look at the picture. Yeah, there is some tat on that floor. It's isn't lived it? in,
1: it's your house is lived in, Ed. It's, it's lived in by You've two lovely there. people. You've been there, you know how bloody lived in It's it lived is, in by yeah. two lovely people. You've been tidying the rock and roll kitchen tonight as well. Um, right, yeah. I think I've got chance for one more lucky dip before the news. Go on, go on, go on, go on, do it, do it, do it. I'm gonna go into the lucky dip, and it is a shameless plug for the rethinking education.
2: Conference. Okay. Let's let's pretend, shall we, that I know nothing about the Rethinking Education Conference. Can you fill yeah. me in and let me know a little bit about that conference? Well,
1: it's um, James Mannion who runs a podcast, the Rethinking Education Podcast. I've listened to a couple of his chats, and James listened to our show. Uh, well, the Rethinking Education Conference. First of all, let me. I've got. I took a photo of the flyer. Actually, I've got it in my photos. Um, I'm going to try and find it. It can't be far away.
2: Scrolling um, down his feed now. See oh, if I can find
1: it. lordy, lordy! Where is it? Here it is. Here it is. There it is. Right. There so it's it. on. Let's the... get
2: together the Let's Reading together.
1: Education Conference 2022, indeed, featuring, and featuring, and it's it's on the 20. It's on Saturday the 17th of September, in London in in uh, New Cross uh, at at. I can't hang on. Zoom in. Oh, you Toby, He's got you've got some done. brilliant people
2: speaking.
1: There's some good people speaking on there. So you've got the, the 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 keynote speakers: Tim Brighouse Deborah Kidd Mick Waters, Very good. Yumna Hassan, Guy Claxton, Mina Kamari Wood, Naomi Fisher, Kulvon Atwell, and Kath Murdoch are the keynote speakers, the invited yeah. speakers. And then there's a load of us who've submitted um talks or workshops of
2: vivian your name somewhere it? Oh, look, name's on it i like him oh, look, toby Payne cook in a light toby blue color in a light blue yeah, yeah. names on the flyer i know i know that's not and, bad
1: and and but there's an interesting real spread of people as well because i don't know a lot of these names so you could go through the names and you probably know a lot more than me yeah Ed. I, know. But, I know but some got, of
2: them i mean you've got viv porritt who's always good value and of course is the great sort of the founder and uh and, you know, the greatest standard bearer for the women ed movement, Martin yeah, Robinson. Martin
1: Robinson, who's, who's he, Martin's very much in the research ed world and, and all those kind of things. Yeah, There's not me. a lot of overlap with this. So Guy no. Claxton's a bit of the devil's advocate when it comes to the, 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 the uh, knowledge dream, rich I love him.
2: You know, Tim di- Taylor, direct instruction. Dickers, he's he used one that of term. my favourite to... humans on the Tim earth. Tim Taylor, he's mentored like the him. expert. Yeah, Um, uh, I mean, it is. I mean, I feel they didn't say no to many people. (laughs) No, is that rude? (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to be rude, but it is. Uh, for a beautiful moment there, I thought I saw Elvis Costello and I was quite excited. But turns to be Ellie Costello, who I don't think I know, but I do know Sarah Wilson and I do know so James Mannion. I reviewed one of his books for um Schools Week. Yeah, that's where I kind of feel I first stumbled across him. He seems well, he, a seems fella, he, he? he seems like a he, lovely fellow, he
1: does. James does seems like a lovely fellow, so, so shout out to James Mannion Becky for... Carlson.
2: She's awesome. Yeah, uh, so this is just me reading names now. sir Barrett, she... I love that man, I love him dearly. Going to give him a big hug in a couple of weeks. He's coming down this end, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. So I don't who the so, so, you know... are, so yeah, no, it's good. It sounds like a good good day out, doesn't it? Saturday, the 17th of September. Yeah. 2022 from 9:30 a.m to 4 30 p.m at Addie well, and might, stanhope school in london
1: yeah i might stay i might try and august org- stay with my org- organized to stay with my half bro or i might even book a I'll, I'll be flush by that point i might i might book myself a night in a little little hotel or something and have a, have a bit well, of a night might, out in london you, you
2: never know you might meet the love of your life at a conference well you it could happen have...
1: It's a bit early, I reckon. I think I want a few more years of a couple more, few more months at least of just enjoying being dad to my teens and and being, you know, not I don't know, you know, who knows. But you can't, you can't hurry love. But equally, if it happens, you just have to wait because love don't come easy. No, love, it don't come easy. I'm
2: going to do that one instead. Start
1: searching for... <laughs> I forgot. Yes, Doctor Ross. Um, anyway, um, but talking of... Uh, we should go to the news. Maybe maybe we should go to the news uh, and then afterwards, the news, I'll talk about what I'm talking about at the Rethinking Education conference. Briefly, okay. if that's all right. Well, only um, if it comes out of the Lucky Dip. I mean, you can put it in the Lucky oh, Dip. Oh, okay. I've put the conference in. I'll put it in the Lucky Dip. And then, okay, can I just idea. hope
2: it comes out and rather than badges or, you know, sweeten. oh. Badgers yes is that your if you just
1: taken that out of the lucky dip now Badgers no no well I've dropped it back in it you may come it back out in, again who knows but it could come well, out no, again. I've got a great deal to right news how long do we news. got have we got we've got over eight minutes um for okay well that's long, long enough for a wee isn't it so um... long enough for a wee and to get your cords sorted um okay so we've got uh adverts and news and then tech updates um if you're listening live Pop back in eight minutes or so. Um if you're listening, catch up, fast forward. Okay, um speak soon. Bye.
0: This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEM education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslacgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development
3: £60 in bursary. Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at stevewoods.co.uk.
4: Here at Witherslack Group, we are celebrating the launch of our new Luxborough Court School in Chickwell, Essex with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. Taking place on Wednesday the 29th of June from 10 a.m. at Luxborough Court School, our event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So, whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, our conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim your free ticket and we hope you can join us for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash events to register or contact events at withaslackgroup.co.uk for more information.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
5: In England, the Education Secretary, Nadeem Sahawi, has written about his determination that all pupils should have a world-leading music education in her schools. He said, Music is one of the greatest joys in life. Whether you prefer to listen through your headphones to help you concentrate in the gym or you spend your weekends discovering hidden gems at loud underground gigs, music has a transformative ability to bring people together. This country has a rich musical culture Paul McCartney is headlining Glastonbury this weekend and the Rolling Stones are playing Hyde Park, 60 years after their first gig. These icons continue to thrill us all and the Glastonbury lineup is full of incredible young British talent. I am, I am determined to uphold that by investing in music education for the next generation. It is vital that all children have access to these opportunities to ensure that music education is not reserved for the privileged few. To enable this, I am continuing our Music Hubs program worth £79 million per year so schools can continue to access local specialist support to deliver exciting music lessons that help all children develop a love of music. There is an additional £25 million to boost stocks of musical instruments. It has been widely reported that Prince Charles has called for the history of trafficking by slave traders of African people to be taught as widely as the Holocaust in Britain. The Prince of Wales told Commonwealth leaders that the potential of the family of nations for good cannot be realized until we acknowledge the wrongs which have shaped our past. Prince Charles described how he was on a personal journey of discovery and was continuing to deepen his own understanding of slavery's enduring impact. A royal source told the Sunday Telegraph that Charles had noted that at a national level we know and learn at school all about the Holocaust. That is not true of the transatlantic slave trade. The source continued adding, there's an acknowledgement that it needs to happen. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
0: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers
3: Talk Radio. Hello! Last week, I spotted a tweet from Nathan Ginn. Some of you may know him from his Twilight Tuesday show here on TT Radio, others as at Nathan Lesson Copy. He tweeted, It's that part of the school year where it's uncomfortably hot at school and raining at the weekend. He's proven correct in most parts of the country for the past couple of weeks. The question this week is not, has Nathan jinxed us like Rihanna's umbrella song, but... Can tech keep us cool in the classroom? So let's see if we can find out some gadgets to make baking in a boiling room with 30 kids cooler. Please note I'll only be looking at personal devices, not commercial cooling units. First up, if you have a spare 20 to £30 and don't mind looking like you're about to enter a mini gurning competition, then perhaps a portable neck fan is for you. It looks like you're wearing chunky headphones around your neck and depending on speed settings can give you a light breeze to hero wind that will stand your hair on end for up to 21 hours. Driving away heat from your neck and face, USB rechargeable, this may be the answer for any hot-headed teachers out there. Next up, a portable evaporative air cooling fan. Again, depending on size, you're looking at 15 to £40. This works on having a small reservoir of water and a blind like material soaking it up inside. Air passes over the water and gives a cool breeze when you're sitting in front of it. Having had one of these, I can say they do work, but the downside is people just can't look with their eyes. Inevitably, People will come to your desk, ask what it is and pick it up, covering themselves, you and possibly your computer in water. Also, if left over the summer without drying it out, it will go a little green and need disposing of to reduce the risk of spreading Legionnaires disease around your classroom. If on a tighter budget, a USB desk fan can't fail. Before you start pointing out that USBs are deactivated in your school, the data transfer may be, but the power will not so you'll still be able to power and charge devices over USB. Some come with docking stations making them more portable, others are wired. From £5 to £20, these are more pocket friendly and also less hassle. So if you're in need of a breeze as you wind up the year, tech can come to your rescue. Why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022? Follow us and tell us how you stay cool or ask me what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute
0: Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech
1: briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, Ed. Are you back in the room? Have you got your cords sorted? Oh. He's still on mute. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Everybody that was back. I'm back in the room. I am back in the room. 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 I'm good. And do you want to play a song now? Oh no, let's, let's, let's see what the lucky dip does. Whose turn is it? Whose turn is it? Um, Um, we are on lucky dip is I think it's yours. yours? No, no, it's yours because I, I pulled out the rethink the plug for the rethinking ed conference. Um, from the lucky dip. Oh yes you
2: did. Okay, you did. Oh, in which case I'm turn. going for a rumble. Go on, rumble in there. Rumble in rumble the lucky in. Dip. The lucky dip of radio love. <laughs> and I'm gonna go for um well I'm gonna go for your post Glastonbury analysis. Oh I'm gonna go for that because um I watched almost none of it. I tried to. I tried to watch um what's her name? Twenty years old, the youngest ever headliner. Billy Eilish. Yeah, I tried to watch that. I, I found I found it spectacularly uninteresting. So then I turned over and I watched um, Billy Crystal in When Harry Met Sally, which I, I yes, that
0: which film.
1: James Mannion watched at the same time as you. I didn't, We never, watched it. James, there was a Twitter if thing. You're
2: listening, why weren't we? We should have had a live tweet along. I love that film. Nora yeah. Ephron.
1: I Do really you know, love that film. I love that yeah. film. It's a great film. I watched it on New Year's Eve this year. It is a New Year's Eve film, isn't it? It is a New um, Year's Eve film. And and I, I watched it on my own on New Year's Eve, and I loved watching it on my own on New Year's Eve. It was, yeah. it was quite a nice thing I to do. Have you
2: ever read any of Nora Ephron's books? And I haven't, have no. Well, let me advise you to. She was, she's, she's passed away now. Too she many was, books,
1: Ed, too many books. But yes, yeah, one they're, day. They're,
2: they're short and they're very, very readable and they're laugh out loud funny. And, you know, she comes from this sort of, so did, she she did she write the screenplay? Did she write the she book? Thing. Say again?
1: Did she write when Harry met Sally?
2: Yeah, she did, yeah. Okay. She did. Um, she wrote a few films, but I think that's probably the one that she's sort of best known for as a scriptwriter. That cracking sparky sparky dialogue which yeah. Uh, Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal just eat up, don't they? They just Yeah, they are really good. Meg
1: the, the Ryan's gorgeous comedy, in that film as well. Just you know, anyway, I love
2: too. it. Nora Ephron, look her up and uh, I can't think which book I would advise. They're just all terrific. So sparky Sparky dialogue really funny, yeah. really snappy yeah. and sparky, but just this really lovely human feeling under it, which you don't always get with smart, smart. No. Us, you know? So
1: did did Billy Eilish put you off all Glastonbury coverage then?
2: No, no, I just I thought, oh, you know, Glastonbury will be on. I'll see what's on. So I turned it on. Billy's eyelashes were on and uh, I watched it for a bit. And then I was like, Well, I really don't think I can be bothered. So then I watched it. I
1: tell you what, I think let let's just do the headliners. I watched a lot of Glastonbury. I did watch I watched Billie Eilish and um my kids like Billie Eilish quite, you know. Ollie saw her at Reading, so she played the last Glastonbury in twenty nineteen, I think when she was seventeen. And then she played Reading the year before that, when she was for sixteen,
2: yeah, and no, hang on a minute,
1: no, she maybe played Reading. This, no, she must have played Reading in twenty nineteen. Ollie can't must have gone to Reading in twenty nineteen. If he's, just he's yeah, he went to Reading after a after GCSEs, and he did his A levels last year. So that would have been three years ago, and so yeah, he must have seen Billy Irish at Reading after. Uh, anyway, but, um, I don't but they, 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 in any way, well, I thought I, was, I thought she was quite cool. Was I thought she was. I, I quite liked the beginning, um, and I quite liked the end. I didn't really pay much attention in the middle. I flicked over to what I was on. I else enjoyed, but for as long as but, I
2: was watching, I enjoyed yeah. the use of the raked stage, which I thought, yeah, they, like that big ramp. I thought they did the interesting ramp. things with that, and that was a really clever idea because you know because her videos are so very very visual. Yeah, putting that on a uh, on a stage could be a bit dull. So they were quite, I thought, quite creative with the staging.
1: Yeah, but I thought she was quite. Yeah, because
2: a lot of that was designed for the camera, not for the audience. There,
1: no, and also I don't think you know. Well, we we you know, it's it's her her music's not really my type of music. It's quite interesting, um, and it's quite. But I just sort of feel in my music snobby sort of way that you know there was quite a good show um there's three or four pretty iconic tracks um but not really enough material for, for an hour and a half on a pyramid headline i think best but, but ever but people were happy people were happy Oh, um, people, the people who went to,
2: to see Billy Irish were probably and, delighted and then and then you my had my best McCart- ever yeah. classic watch on the telly because i've never been as you know yeah was Janelle Monet's uh um, oh she's bloody fantastic i You're love Janelle
1: Monet she's Amazing. extraordinary. She, i i love her i she, she she's again not my really sort of music that i listen to but just that song make me make you feel or make me yeah. feel and and just her whole production and that she's compelling she's brilliant she's absolutely brilliant i agree with you that's one of the best performances i've
2: seen on I bbc iPlayer player um, glastonbury i've not seen oh, her there I live really liked I mean, um what's her name what's that woman's name <laughs> okay, well, let's not. If I can't remember the name,
1: what who played this year or another year? Yeah,
2: no, I'm thinking, of, see, I'm thinking of like ancient times when I used to sit there and watch loads of it. Um, I don't know, I've just been busy this weekend. I've had a brilliant weekend. We should have pulled that out of the lucky dip. I had a brilliant weekend. Went up yeah. to Oxford and saw my siblings, and I don't see enough of my siblings. No, we, I've oh, met I one of saw your all lovely siblings, my siblings lovely, over the course lovely. of the weekend, though not all oh, of them brilliant. at the same time.
1: Oh fantastic. And, so you had a really, really good family weekend. Lovely. I did. That sounds and then I
2: good, went Ed. out for a swim at midnight. I went to the down to the pub, the ISIS, where I used to drink fairly often when I was in Oxford. And then went in the river and then we went for a swim in the river after they kicked us out of the pub. So it must have been like swimming fantastic. in the river with the stars overhead and the bats swooping across and Yeah. Do you know what? Just feeling oh, do you know what I feel like a little bit like I'm alive again. Do you remember how it used to feel when yeah. you were alive? that's fantastic. That's like, fantastic. That's like, like my Easter used to weekend when I saw it. Buying. That's a good. That's a good weekend. So that's why yeah. I wasn't watching. Uh, no, you were busy. I apologise, but no, I was no, otherwise no. employed. That's busy,
1: busy, busy. I think that I am um, linking to Oxford. One of the best bands I saw on the Glastonbury yeah. coverage. Who I saw at Glastonbury both in 1995. And 1997 reunited Oxford band Supergrass. They played a good set. I didn't even set. know
2: they'd reunited. Yeah, uh, they'd my friend Emma used to love live with me. a shared house. Did That's Mick it. the bassist? Yeah, Mick I Quinn. have sold Gaz Coombs numerous numerous baguettes back have in you? my baguette selling days. Wow. My mate uh, Martin, who is a a piano tuner went up to Gaz's house to tune his piano. Yeah. When he got rich, right? Gaz bought his parents' house off them. They were about ready to downsize and move into something a bit smaller because their children had grown up and moved away and it was that time of yeah. life. So he went, fair enough, I'll buy the house, I'll live in it. So his parents like moved into some smaller house in the village and he bought their house that they'd grown up in and Martin went up to uh, tune his piano. Martin is not easily uh, impressed. Gaz was sort of showing him around slightly. he didn't hide him as a, a piano tuner but somehow thought he ought to host him, I think. Yeah. So they're like, oh this is the uh this is where I keep all my uh my guitar pedals. Martin was like, "Yeah, goodo. Where's the piano? I'll come to tune it." I like that. So <laughs> anyway, there you go, Oxford Boys.
1: Oxford Boys. Oxford Boys, they but like they them. were good. They played a good set. But my my, I think, um, and then after Billy Billy Eilish, we had Paul McCartney on the Saturday night. I didn't watch his set live because I was socialising myself on Saturday night as yes. well. But I caught up with some of it. He played for two hours and fifty minutes. The man is eighty years old. He came mm. on at nine thirty and didn't stop playing until 1220. He wowed the cra- he, he. There was a lot of commentary on the Twitter sphere from people at Glastonbury who were moaning that he was playing a lot of wing stuff to begin with. He played a few beats or songs at, uh, scattered um, around, but there was well, quite a lot of wing stuff. Yeah. And a band on the run. Um, Dave okay. Grohl came and played that with him. He played, he had special, special guests. Dave Grohl came and played I want to be your man, which the Beatles gave to the Rolling Stones in 1963. Mm. Um, and um, Dave Grohl also played Band on the Run. And then um, Springsteen came on and played a Springsteen song, Glory Days. And then um, I think another early one, Shaw Saw Her Standing There or something like that. And um, and then in the encore, which was, he, he virtually duetted with John Lennon on I Got a Feeling, which I think was from the um let it be album wasn't it or get back sessions mm-hmm. um and so you know Lennon was on screen singing from the top of the Apple building in 1969 um you know with McCartney virtually that was quite interesting and then he played Helter Skelter and then he played the out outro from um Abbey Road you know carry that weight golden slumbers and the end mm-hmm. and I lo- and um that's how he ended but then Springsteen and Grohl came back on and they had five guitarists including McCartney having this sort of guitar duel and it was it was quite compelling and you know to be honest I thought he was pretty awesome his voice was better than it was at the Olympics closing ceremony 10 years ago mm-hmm. um and um you know and then I watched a bit of Kendrick Lamar on Sunday night didn't get that at all I like I liked Stormzy three years ago. I thought he was very compelling. So it was a, a cracking of, show, wasn't it? Yeah. Cracking it show, cracking show. And I saw a bit of um, AJ Tracy, who's a bit grimy as well, who my, my kids like, AJ Tracy. And I thought he was quite good, quite guitar y, quite punky rap. Whereas Kendrick mm. Lamar, very clever, very well produced, very good rapper, very clever lyrically. But I didn't, it was a bit dull, I thought. I didn't get it. Um... But I saw lots of other stuff: Wet Leg and and um, Primal Scream and Jesus and Mary Chain, and I I liked it. I have to say, I, I enjoyed being an armchair Glastonbury fan. Um, it is massive. I found it quite interesting. I sent a little survey on Twitter about Glastonbury um, mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of people in their sort of late forties or early fifties who still you know want to go to glastonbury for the first time and and i kind of i kind of get the desire to go to glastonbury as a young person but i find it a little weird people in between 40 and 50 when glastonbury was already quite a big thing when they were in their early 20s who suddenly want to go now but and and the survey was a small response but i think Generally, people didn't have enough money years ago, or they were a bit scared of the mm. roughing it, and it was it was a slightly edgier place. It was a, was a much edgier place twenty five years ago. Hey, it was a great
2: deal edgier, I think. It's like it was just... a great deal
1: edgier, and it was a far less. You know, they didn't. It wasn't a pop festival. It was. It was. It wasn't a rock festival either. But it was. It was more alternative. You know. That you know. You didn't have. You didn't have um, TLC playing and Diana Ross playing and, and your latest pop princess, Billie Eilish playing, you had, you had guitarie bands and old hippie bands and, and the cure. Um, and, 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 you know, that wasn't, wouldn't have appealed to, you know, so people see everyone singing along to Diana Ross. I had a fantastic boogie to Diana Ross with my two daughters in my little attic squat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was lovely. I really, really enjoyed that. So anyway, we've done that one to death. Um, and we're kind of getting close to the end, Ed. Um, oh, so my lucky dip, my lucky yeah. dip—it's my turn, isn't it now? Um, no is yes, actually yes. relating to Glastonbury. It's—it it's, was relating to something that Gail Glenn said in the news, and she was talking about the um, Nadeem Zahawi's funding, increased funding of music education, and yeah. she was reading out his statement. And of course this has been largely vilified by some leftist cynics on, on Twitter, including um your good friend Simon Smith. Um mm-hmm. and, you know, was it, 200 was it two hundred grand or something? Because it two or two hundred grand or two I can't remember? Two hundred thousand musical
2: instruments, which sounds like a two hundred thousand music, which sounds like a how lot, many but it's about there are.
1: About uh, one so per school, it, but... one per school. And and in the statement, I hadn't heard the statement that Gail Glenn read out in the news on this show, which was quoted from Head Theme Sahawi, which was before the Glastonbury Festival was talking about McCartney headlining Glastonbury and the Stones playing at British Summertime in, in, in um, what's left of the Stones playing at British Summertime in Hyde Park. And how how, you know, we've had great music in this country and he wanted to inspire those. But I know... That Paul McCartney has constantly written about how music education at school was nothing—not inspirational at all. It didn't, you know, yes. that was it, all his music inspiration came from outside of school. And I know the Stones was was Mick and Keith and Brian Jones listening to old blues records in their mm-hmm. bed sits and their bedrooms, yeah, yeah. and 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 it was nothing to do with music lessons at school no, that inspired their path into it. So it's a sort of, uh, but I do think throwing money at music education is great, but you probably need to throw 10 times that amount to make it a worthwhile effect. To to make an impact, yeah,
2: of course you would. I am, you know, the music education I had when I was at school did not inspire me to be a musician. Though, I mean- We watched a lot of rock and roll years. uh, Head Uh, of music and I think is now Deputy Ed or something. I think that he was trying his best. He taught us how to play "Downtown" on the uh keyboard. Downtown, a cracking downtown. song. You know? Yeah, cracking song. No problem with that. Uh, um, no, but I mean, you wouldn't, would you? you don't. That's not where you get your inspiration. music inspiration. I think my music teacher, rock, or if you're into folk, or if you're into protest for music or whatever, it would be really weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> but, um,
1: exactly. i But I, I have to say though, I did. I'm not. I un, un regrettably I have no musical talent or I, I've I've not tried hard enough perhaps, but I don't I'm very interested in music and I like I like listening to it and dancing to it and stuff. But um I would say that my music teacher at my senior school, he we we learned I learned to play the twelve bar blues, or blues on a on a Casio piano, I think. Mm-hmm. We had a load of them. And then um on a Casio keyboard, I should say. Um and We did watch a lot of episodes of the rock and roll years, and I recall aged about 14 watching the 1968 rock and roll years. Do you remember the rock and roll years?
2: I do. I love that show, yeah. a
1: really good show. It's had all the footage, the news footage from the year. And on the 1968 um, show, which I probably saw when I was 14, maybe very just 15 perhaps, um, there was a... uh, no, it must have been fourteen because it must have been before I made my GCSE choices. because I new GCSE for music. Um, um, Cream played White Room, and I thought, blimey, that's a fantastic. And I then that's when I fell in with all that retro guitar. So, so in some ways, if I had had a musical talent, it would have you know learned to play the guitar or the drums. It could have been inspired by a music lesson, at aged fourteen, actually. So, so you know, I, I shouldn't knock it, should I? Um, it can happen. Um, anyway, Ed. Um it's your turn for the lucky dip and your lucky dip might be a musical one. I think at this time. Oh, oh. Um, could fine, it be, he... I mean, there's lots well, of things still say... in the lucky dip. I think, I think we could do another week of lucky dips. We could do another month of lucky dips probably. <laughs> well, um, but because i because I, I want to go about what i'm talking about at the rethinking education conference i want to talk about
2: you want to, um, you want to do your bit don't
1: you i want you to do your plug i want you to plug your your lucky dip plug but um that's that's something that's happening in november i want you to mention that but, oh, but yeah, yeah no, we were we, thinking of
2: talking about that weren't we? well, well next week we'll talk about something that's happening in november try and rally the troops around
1: yeah and we'll talk about about what i'm talking about, and we'll at talk about what Ed. you're
2: talking about in september yeah, and, uh, you know we might start get start getting ahead on Christmas shopping too if we're going that far ahead
1: yeah we could do we could do and then um but now it's your turn to pick something from the lucky dip and well, I suspect it might be ukulele shaped
2: it, it, well let's do it we've got three minutes um tried to choose one that I thought might make you smile uh and i show i've chosen i don't know anyway here we go yesterday <laughs> All my troubles seem so far away away. Now it looks as if they're here to stay Oh I I believe yesterday. yesterday Suddenly I'm not half the man I used to be There's a shadow hanging now I long for yesterday. Oh no, there's another verse. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Love was such an, such easy, an easy game, game to, play. to play. Now I need a place to hide away. away. Oh, I, I believe yesterday. yesterday.
1: It'd be better if I could sing, wouldn't it? Um, did you know, Ed, um, no, what? he did not play that at Glastonbury?
2: oh okay I'll do another one then <laughs> he didn't do
1: that why not no he played that he played at Glastonbury in 2004 and he played that oh, I, I, I'm going to read you his set list quickly can't buy me yeah. love which was Beatles. He opened with Beatles then there was Wings Wings I'm not going to read the names of the Wings songs except for unless the famous ones then he played got to get you into my life from Revolver I like that's a good one um then he played um some more stuff then he played getting better by the I'm just reading the Beatles songs that he played um then he played a bit later maybe i'm amazed that's a wing song isn't it i think and then he played i've just seen a face which is a Beatles song that i can't quite picture at the moment uh then he played an early pre beatles song a quarry men song which was he the band he was in with john Lennon before mm-hmm. the beatles in spite of all the danger then he played the first beatles single love me do then he played blackbird blackbird singing in the dead of night and then he played lady madonna he played Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite from Sergeant Pepper, which I think was a John Lennon song, not a um, not a McCartney-scripted one, um, written one. Then he played Something, which I think was a, um, which started on ukulele, which was a George Harrison song, something, That's I George
2: think. Harrison.
1: And George yeah. Harrison was a great um, ukulele fan. There yeah. we go. So he great introduced to... I've not watched all this, actually. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch this. And he played la Oblada, which is one of my least favourite Beatles songs of all time. But it's a. Jaunty little number. Um, You never give me your money. That's a good song. I like that. You never give me your money. She came in through the bathroom window. Lots from Abbey Road. Then Get Back. Then I saw her standing there with Dave Grohl. Band on the Run with Dave Grohl. Glory Days with Springsteen. I want to be your man with Springsteen. Let it be. Live and let die. Closed the main set with Hey Jude, of course. um, With the audience singing along. Then he did, as I said, the set. The encore I told you earlier was I Got a Feeling. Helter Skelter, Golden Slumbers, carried that way, and the end. From the end, so so, quite a lot of really big McCartney numbers not actually played. Um, well, you
2: can't. He couldn't
1: do all his. You he can't do them all, can he? Can't, can't do them all. Um, but they go um, anyway. Ed, that is now two minutes. So you bang on time. If I hadn't waffled on about McCartney set list, we'd have finished exactly on time. I've enjoyed our lucky dip um i think that's a good concept for us so so we can but it even it might even be better even if we surprise each other with what we're pulling out of the lucky dip completely which we partially surprised each other but but um not completely so um um we've got a couple of things in the lucky dip stored up for next week so no planning required absolute genius
2: because <laughs> um, we usually <laughs> probably yeah. over-planned, do not we really we I, the 5 I found, hour production meeting I found is 5 hour production wrong.
1: meetings is pretty wearing on a monday evening um we sometimes with the rolls over onto tuesday evening as well doesn't it um we'll give yeah you time. yeah we might have to sack the sack the production team and just just go straight to the lucky dip anyway <laughs> thanks for listening everybody thank All right, you my friends take Love care you take care this time ed. with you nice to chat with you ed as well um thank you for that um i'm sorry i joined in with the singing um i really don't harmonize very well i'm sorry um thank you
2: it's more the uh, lag time that kills it but it's fun to try it's fun to try yeah all right take care bye bye
1: and good night night night